You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked on Mets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Mets your first listen every day. Locked on Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Now, I just finished watching the hour-long Billy Epler press conference, and I got five key takeaways as to why I believe this is a great hire for the Mets. I think they, they backed themselves into... Uh, a really good fit for what they need to do this offseason, which is hit the ground running. I'm going to go through those five key takeaways in just a minute. But first, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at JustBaseball.com, where I might write a piece about Billy Epler and these five takeaways because I was fairly impressed with how perfect of a fit this really is. When you just think about the situation that Billy Epler came from to where he's at now and the specific uniqueness of this job, of having the richest owner in the sport, of having unlimited resources, but needing to spend them in the right way, about having a thin farm system that has been hemorrhaged from after years of trying to contend when it probably wasn't your window to. We saw that, obviously, with the Angels. They've been spending forever. We've seen that with the Mets. So the job that he was just in is a perfect training ground for the job he's going into. He's getting a second crack at a job that, let's be honest, he failed at. But if you look at it and you really think about all the circumstances, it was a tightrope of a high-wire act that he had to work to try to get the Angels into the playoffs and to eventually win a World Series with Mike Trout. I get that when you had the best player in baseball, there's this assumption that you should be in the playoffs. But as we know, and as we've seen with Jacob DeGrom at the peak of his powers, one superstar does not make a ball club. And at the rate that the Angels continue to turn over their roster, it is really tough to expect that team to just come together and in one fell swoop become perennial contenders. It starts with building things out the right way. I think Billy Epler tried to do that, and he spoke about that. And so overall, my first takeaway of this press conference is that Billy Epler is ready for this opportunity because of what he went through with the Angels. And with that also, he has far more experience than any of the previous GMs that the Mets have had. If you talk about Bertie Van Wagenen, no experience whatsoever. Um, and with that, what's pretty interesting is now Billy Epler worked as a sports agent in this last year. Uh, he worked for a sports agency, I should say. He said his role with them what was something similar to a scouting director or a farm director uh, for a major league club, where it was all about catering to the players. And so that he definitely felt comfortable in the role he had working for that agency and the resources he had there. And he was taking what he was good at and, and bringing it to their, their company, their corporation, what they were trying to do representing players. But he also learned a little bit 
from getting on that other side. So that is another feather in his cap where Bernie Van Wagenen had all of that insider information that he couldn't maybe manipulate properly because he didn't have the experience in a front office. Whereas for Billy Epler, he had nothing but experience in front offices. And that's just another wrinkle to this. You compare him to Zach Scott and Jared Porter. Um, aside from all of the uh, you know, sexual assault allegations, all that, that stuff that we don't even want to talk about Jared Porter or the DUI with Zach Scott, just talking about their baseball acumen. Very similar that those two guys came up and worked every role in an organization like Billy Epler did, but they never got to the point where they were management, where they were really the, the person in charge of baseball operations leading all those different departments. It was going to be a steep learning curve for both of them. Billy Epler was once the guy that worked his way up through a front office, but rose to the power of being a GM and ran a team for five years. So even though you can look at his resume with the Angels and say, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs, they weren't a great team, he at least did the job. And that goes a long way in any industry. And I don't want to compare uh, the Mets GM job to my side hustle, but ever since I was in college, this is, I'll be honest, a competitive field to work in, in cover sports and being a writer and a podcaster and all this stuff. Uh, you need to have a little extra something on the side. I've been working as a pizza delivery driver since I was 18 years old on and off with a schedule that fluctuates. And the reason why I am mentioning all this is the owner of the restaurant that I work for, whenever I want to come back and work for a couple of weeks, he'll take me because why I know where all the houses are. I know the area I'm faster than everyone just because I know the job. It's a really weird comparison. It's a really weird comp. I'm not trying to say I'm Billy Epler. Uh, I'm the Billy Epler of delivering pizza. <laughs> I'm not trying to make that leap. But what I'm saying is, it, regardless of the industry, experience matters. And for Billy Epler, when you are talking about a really tight window here, the CBA expires in 12 days. Okay, December 1st, free agency is going to stop. And there are players on the market right now that want contracts. And the Mets want to be spenders. So they need to have a pulse of the market. They need to hit the ground running. He right now, Billy Epler, is just getting a crash course of meetings. He is learning everything he can from all of the people in the Mets front office. What are our plans? What's the market telling us? What's the trade market? What's the free agent market? What should we be doing? Who do I need to talk to? And then he, as a great communicator who has relationships, is going to go out, start to talk to the different agents, see what the market is telling the Mets, see what they should be jumping on now, what they should be waiting on. You might talk to an agent and says, yeah, you know, Marcus Stroman, he wants to see the new CBA play out. He's not going to rush his free agency. He's going to have offers. He's not worried. He's taking care of himself. We'll talk to you after the CBA. You might talk to a Javi Baez or a Starling Marte, and they might say, we want a deal now. So having that experience of someone who doesn't have to learn on the job, who knows the job, just has to learn the specifics of this job, but has all of the experience. That's huge. That's my biggest takeaway. Get to the second takeaway. And it goes back to what I was referencing before. The lessons he learned when he was running the Angels. He looked at that situation and he described it pretty similarly to the one he's in right now. The Angels were at a point when he took over where they had a bunch of bloated contracts on their payroll. Albert Pujols ring a bell to anybody? And that, that's a name that that certainly was hampering what they could do. And they had, which just came off their books, by the way, or, or I guess probably 
next year, I think maybe officially comes out the books. I can't remember how long that albatross was supposed to be around, but they just got that money out the books when they basically bought him out and released him this past season, went to the Dodgers. He set the groundwork for where the angels are now. And I don't know what you feel about the angels next season. I think they're still a work in progress, but he did not burn all the assets during his time there. He wasn't Brody Van Wagen and just trading from the farm, trading from the farm. He had the levity to go out and address needs in free agency. And he struck out, let's be honest, but he did not make those backbreaking trades, giving up the little prospects that they had in service of winning. Now, one of the things that Billy Epler mentioned was the fact that he does not want to trade future world series odds to improve current world series odds, especially when you have that ability from ownership to spend in free agency and address your problems that way. So I look at that and, and that has to get fans excited this offseason because the Mets are going to be spending, but he also has made previous mistakes and knows that you need to spread that wealth. He said that one of his biggest takeaways from the last 10 years in baseball is the importance of depth. If you have an injury that can derail your season. And for the angels, they never had that depth. So there was a couple key injuries in their runs with Billy Epler in charge that torpedo their season. This year, Jacob DeGrom goes out. The Mets had no contingency plan there. Marcus Stroman did a great job, but you needed something else, and, and they didn't have it. And honestly, most teams can't lose their best player and continue to contend. But the Mets had too many other shortcomings that Jacob DeGrom was covering up every fifth day that came to the surface when you lost them, when you didn't have that stopper where the Mets were winning you know, 75% of the games that Jacob DeGrom started this past season. So the things that he has learned with the Angels can translate here. And also, one thing I want to mention, this is the guy that brought Shohei Otani to the States that, that won him over in that bidding process. That is very important. You just lost Noah Syndergaard because you didn't work on that relationship. You just thought, you give him the qualifying offer. No one else is going to come over that. Uh, he wants to be a Met. He's pleading to be a Met. Noah's fine, and you just ignored him. And I'm not saying that was right or wrong, but what I'm saying is there is an importance to building relationships and communicating, and I think Billy Epler can do that, particularly in that specific market where you have a monster free agent right now in Saiza Suzuki, is I believe how you say his name. Going to talk about him next week for Locked On Mets at some point. Going to do a whole episode breaking down his free agency, but that is clearly a name that could interest the Mets. Someone can come in right now and be potentially an upgrade over Michael Conforto in right field. So having someone who has experience in all these markets, who just went through a job very similar to this with the Angels, who now can take that and hopefully approve upon it this time around, I feel pretty good about that. I have three more takeaways that I want to get into here when it comes to Billy Epler and why this is a good hire for the Mets, but also why he has a lot of challenges ahead of him with this job, not different from his time in Los Angeles. This is still a very difficult task that Billy Epler has taken on right now. Bet online is back and better than ever. Now featuring a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds and lines available than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so let's get into my third takeaway from the Billy Epler press conference, and that is that Steve Cohen is going to spend a lot of money this offseason. At one point, Steve Cohen said whatever they want when it comes to uh, addressing the Mets' needs this offseason. He would give Billy and Sandy whatever they want as far as building out this roster and getting it in playoff order, in short order, so that is going to excite Mets fans. And Sandy echoed that as well, that free agency is certainly the path they're going to address their team. Billy Epler, as I mentioned, talked about not sacrificing future World Series odds for current World Series odds. I do not expect the Mets to sign a free agent with a qualifying offer attached unless you're talking about the top, top, top of the market. If they were to learn that Carlos Correa is dying to play for the Mets, Maybe, but there's so much talent that's on the market right now where there's no qualifying offer attached, whether that's Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Starling Marte, uh, Max Scherzer, not that I think the Mets are going to go that route, but hey, if they spend enough money, maybe Marcus Stroman, uh, you know, the Suzuki, there, there are a lot of players the Mets could target where they don't have to give up that 14th pick in the draft. And that is very important when you're trying to build out this farm system, the Mets are very top-heavy right now. They can certainly get impact players over the next two or three years with Mark Vientos, Ronnie Mauricio, Brett Beatty, eventually Francisco Alvarez, Khalil Lee, uh, JT Ginn. There's so many different prospects that you like at the top of the Mets farm system, but they don't have that depth so that they can address the trade market and attack the trade market when they need to, when they need to optimize their resources in the middle of the season where it doesn't hurt too bad to trade those prospects. So you have to start stockpiling now. So in the future, when you have a well-run organization, you can take advantage of every opportunity that's presented to you right now, based on where the Mets stand, they have to spend in the short term so that they can have a sustainable winner in the long term. That doesn't have to cost $300 million on a bloated payroll. That's what you're trying to get to. Steve Cohen is going to be investing a ton of money right now. He's basically fixing up a broken house that the Wilpons left him. And he's committed to winning during this process as opposed to just scraping everything, starting all over. He's saying, look, we're going to still try to win, but this is a short window where you are going to spend more in maybe the next two years than the Mets should have to spend in the next five, six, seven years because they'll have built out an infrastructure that's more self-sufficient with the resources you really want, which is the talented young players that the Mets just don't have. So I don't expect them to be signing free agents with qualifying offers attached. Uh, I don't expect them to be giving out the longest of contracts either. I, I think if it's the right free agent, like a Marcus Stroman that you think is going to be a value player for a long time, you do it, but I don't know if they're giving Javi Baez eight years. I could see them, trying to get Javi Baez on a massive short-term deal, like three for 90. I could see that for Javi Baez because they want to keep that long-term flexibility open. And I, I think it's the right way to do business right now. They're also not going to be trading for Jose Ramirez and Matt Chapman. I don't think that is necessarily on the table unless the cost to acquire a player 
just gets to a point where you can't pass on that that opportunity with the prospect capital you'd have to give up. Maybe when the money gets in play for a certain player, uh, kind of like last offseason with a Nolan Arenado type trade, where you can take on a contract and not give up prospect capital. I think that is the situation where the Mets would dip their toes back into the trade market. But I think what has been made clear in this press conference is it is all about free agency this offseason for the New York Mets. Now, the one thing to get to something that concerns me uh, when it comes to my takeaways, Billy Eppo is going to report to Sandy Alderson. Um, don't love that. <laughs> uh, Sandy Alderson makes Steve Cohen look very young. It's a smart move in these press conferences to have Steve Cohen, who looked great, by the way. I mean, I, I don't know what he's doing. He, he's lost a little weight. Hair looked good. He, he just looked sharp. He, he was so smooth answering the questions. Like that is the owner that is promising Mets fans a brighter future that you're trying to latch onto. And I think that the Mets are going to get to their full potential in the Steve Cohen era when there's not Sandy Allison around, when there's not that, that safety net there, when the baseball ops per person is going to report directly to the owner as opposed to having that buffer. I think that buffer is a little bit of a hindrance. Now, with that said, I think Billy Epler is the perfect, well-experienced executive that knows how to play the system, that can communicate effectively, work with Sandy, and I think it's going to be fine. I think the problem is Steve Cohen has such a time-demanding day job, as he references, that he likes to have someone he trusts in Sandy Alderson as the president. But once he builds that trust with a Billy Epler, hopefully you get to a point where Sandy can take steps back over time. And I think Sandy wants to, but at the same time, he also feels this calling to get this right. I think he feels the pressure of wanting to win in New York. There's no doubt in my mind that Sandy Alderson wants a World Series for the Mets just as bad as anyone. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I don't know if he is the person that has the right vision to make it happen. And so you're in this situation right now where they have to work together, but you hope that Epler can gain trust, the trust of Steve Cohen over time. Sandy can feel comfortable taking those steps back, but I didn't like the talk about how there's a certain latitude that Billy Epler has now that he can gain more. Once again, they're talking about Billy Epler very similar to how they were talking about a, a Jared Porter a year ago about gaining responsibility and having that opportunity to be a president while still leaving that door open for a new president to come in. And that is the elephant of the room of the Mets wanting to make two hires and very specifically hiring Billy Epler as the GM, not the president, which leaves that lack of uh, the little semblance of doubt, right? That they're still not 100% bought in that Billy Epler is the leader they want going into the future handling all of baseball operations and being that focal point, they still are, are flirting with the idea of somebody else coming in. But Billy Epler has accepted the job under those circumstances, and he is willing to work within the restraints of this job. And that will lead us to my biggest takeaway, which I'll get to in just a minute. I love Thanksgiving. All that good food and treats and dessert is always the best part of your Thanksgiving feast. But maybe this year, you want a dessert that's just not so full of calories and sugar, which is why this is the perfect time 
for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious, but feel good about it because one slice of pie might have upwards of 300 calories, where a Built Bar has 130 with only four grams of sugar, and that they are all coming packed with plenty of protein. You can replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. There's tons of great flavors to replace any pie. They all come low in calories, low in carbs, low in fat, but they are high in protein and come covered in 100% chocolate. There's going to be new surprises all month with limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check this site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar because there will be a ton of surprises for that huge event. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15. For 15% off at built.com. All right, we have gotten to my final takeaway from the Billy Epler press conference, and that's that this is the perfect guy for this job. Not the perfect guy to hire as your next GM, but for all of the different aspects that go into this job that we've talked about throughout the show today, and really throughout the offseason, he is perfect for this opportunity to be able to work within this tight window where the Mets have to attack free agency right now. Someone who has experience of it going poorly. That is a good thing. Okay. It is good to learn from your mistakes. And we have to hope that Billy Epler has learned a better way to build a ball club. But when you consider the fact that the angels did not end up in a worse position, from where they started when Billy Upper came in, did he really do that bad of a job? The Los Angeles Angels going to next season, sure, they have Noah Syndergaard, <laughs> who had a press conference at the same time as the Billy Upper press conference. How frustrating is that for Mets fans? But they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team. Billy Epler is the reason they have Shohei Otani, who everyone would say right now is the biggest up-and-coming star in baseball with a first ballot Hall of Famer. He didn't bring Mike Trout to the Angels, but he brought Shohei Otani. And he did not torch the farm system. Did he sign a bunch of free agents to bad contracts? Yes. Was he perfect? No. Was his team ever a playoff contender? And does that reflect poorly on his ability to build a ball club? Of course, all of those things can be true. But... When you're talking about what was available to the Mets, and Adam Cromie was the last name we heard of, someone who was out of baseball for five years, this is a better hire than that, and this is probably the best the Mets could have done at this stage of the offseason. And I think that Billy Epler is hungry for this. Billy Epler was talking about being at City Field and seeing how the environment that the fans could create in that ballpark and how that is what a baseball game should look like. He wants to cater to Mets fans. That sounds great. That sounds real pretty. He's got to make it happen now. But I think there is a real hunger and a desire from Billy Epler to get the job done here. And he is going to be working tirelessly. And that's what you need because you can't underestimate the value of hard work. And I think Billy Epler is the perfect person for this front office to come in and get the most out of what's around the Mets. Now, because the infrastructure is not built on solid ground yet, the Mets might not be successful in year one. But if they are finally at a point where they are building 
with the short-term goals in mind and the long-term goals in mind, which it seems like Billy Epler is motivated to do, you're in much better hands than you have been in since Alderson was in his prime. And, and even before that, honestly, I mean, we just did those episodes with Brian Wright talking about the history of GMs for the Mets, and they haven't always been in good hands. Considering that, I think Billy Epler is a fine hire, and we can only judge him now based on the work that he shows us. So we'll see how the Mets do in free agency. I'm optimistic that they can make some big signings and improve their team in the short term with those long-term goals still in mind. Anyway, that's going to be all for this episode of Locked on Mets. We'll be back with new episodes next week, talking about all of the latest in what has turned into a very compelling offseason. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, at Locked on Mets. Thank you for making Locked on Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked on MLB Prospects show hosted by RM Layton. Locked on MLB Prospects is the best place to go to learn about the stars of tomorrow. You can follow Locked on MLB Prospects wherever you get podcasts.